The LA Kings get some good news as they look towards the playoffs and look to get back on track against the Canucks tonight. And the playoff matchup for the Kings I thought we were going to see may not happen after all. I'll explain that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 1,565 subscribers. We're riding a streak of six straight months with 100 or more subscribers. As we look to keep that streak going and march towards 2,000 subscribers, thank you for all who have supported the show on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't liked or subscribed yet, it really helps the show get more recognized. So thank you to all who have taken the time to like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. The LA Kings have just two games left in the regular season before we start the Stanley Cup playoffs one week from today. Now, we don't know if the Kings will be playing on that opening night of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but... Again, the playoffs begin one week from today, and we have some encouraging news to report, so let's get to that right away. Friend of the show, Russell Morgan from Hockey Royalty, reported that earlier today at Kings practice, we saw three of the four injured LA Kings out on the ice. Defenseman Mikey Anderson was wearing a black jersey, took part in the Kings morning skate, and will likely see action tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. He had missed the last five games with a suspected head injury after a hit from Connor McDavid in the Oilers game. Also, forward Gabe Velarde and defenseman Alex Adler were skating on their own before morning practice wearing red non-contact jerseys. Velarde has missed the last seven games with an upper body injury. Edler the last three games with an upper body injury. Uh, they are not expected to play tonight, but could be possibilities for Thursday's regular season finale in Anaheim. Regardless, it is a positive sign that we have seen three of the four injured players on the ice. Mikey Anderson again, obviously, uh, with the black jersey. Looks like he'll be ready to go tonight, playing alongside Drew Doughty on that top pairing, which will have a domino effect as far as Gabrikov sliding back to the second pairing. Jersey can go back over to the right side, uh, or or he could stay on the left side, Sean Walker. It, de it depends on how it's going to work out, uh, because Alex Edler is still out. But like I said, great to see Mikey Anderson back and ready to go, and a good sign that Velarde and Edler are back on the ice, at least skating. Uh, that's usually a positive sign that they could get back on the ice very soon, hopefully be ready at least for the playoffs, if not for the finale against Anaheim. As for Kevin Fiala, who has missed five of the last six games with that lower body injury, the knee-on-knee -knee collision against the Avalanche, uh, he has not been skating, um, at least he wasn't skating today. We will obviously report uh, on him on a day-to-day -day basis. He is listed officially as day-to-day, but keeping our fingers crossed that all four of those players will be ready to go for the most important part of the season, the playoffs coming up again one week from today. But good news on three of the four players 
uh, as we start uh, this week of shows. Uh, the Kings also made some news from over the weekend. They signed 21-year-old forward Alex Laferriere to a three-year entry-level contract with just over $2.6 million, average annual value of $875,000. Now, he played a few games with the Rain recently, actually scored his first pro goal this past Wednesday, and he is now on the Kings roster. Uh, that will burn the first year of his entry-level contract. That was at his request. He will be under contract for the next two years with the LA Kings. He is taking part in Kings practices, although he isn't expected to see any game action the rest of the way. Uh, but Laferriere recently wrapped up a standout career at Harvard, uh, decided to turn pro after his junior season. He was first on the team in points with 42, second on the team in goals with 21. He was a third-round pick of the Kings in 2020. Now, if you're unfamiliar with U.S. college hockey, those players are usually viewed as farther along in their development as opposed to players who are drafted out of juniors, and they are usually closer to being NHL-ready players. So uh, even though he's now just joined the Kings, um, we'll see in, you know, if he does continue on this kind of trajectory he's on, uh, having, you know, when he was drafted in the third round, he was not viewed as a big-time prospect necessarily. Um, but after his college career, I think if you did a redraft, of that uh, that year in 2020, he would go higher than the third round is, is the point I'm trying to make. So uh, Alex Laferriere is definitely a name we're going to keep an eye on, certainly when training camp starts up again next year, um, as being a guy who possibly could push for an NHL roster spot next season. If not that, he could certainly be in the mix for a guy who's called up if there are any injuries, uh, that type of thing as well. So again, Alex Laferriere out of Harvard, now officially a member of the Los Angeles Kings organization, and we will keep an eye on him going forward as well. As for the LA Kings this weekend, they did host the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche on Saturday, and they looked to get that bad taste out of their mouths from that bad performance the previous game in Las Vegas. And the good news for the Kings is that they have typically bounced back from those kind of stinker performances that we saw against Vegas. And that was the case for the most part against the Avalanche, although the Kings end up falling behind 2-0 in the game after a scoreless first period. We'll talk more about the goals that were scored in that first period in a bit. Uh, to the Kings' credit, they did battle back to tie up the game against the Avalanche in the second period. Adrian Kempe's 37th goal of the season, and then Victor Arvidsson's 26th of the year on the power play made it 2-2. In the third period, Colorado scored a pair of goals to make it 4-2. Adrian Kempe would get his 38th of the season, but the Kings could get no closer and fall 4-3 against the Avalanche. Now, the good news is the Kings largely outplayed the Avalanche. L.A. outshot Colorado 41-23, including 18-4 in the opening period. The problem was the Avs capitalized on their opportunities, and the Kings didn't. For example, Colorado's first two goals came on fortunate breaks. First goal went off the end boards, off the net, bounced off the back of Phoenix Copley, and then into the net. And then the second goal was, uh, well, the Avalanche player got a clean break in on net when defenseman Sean Walker lost an edge and fell down. Meanwhile, the Kings had several good opportunities to score and didn't. Uh, in particular, Philip Deneau, all alone in front of the net in the first period, couldn't close it out. Adrian Kempe had a breakaway, could have had a hat trick uh, in the game against Colorado. And there were some other good chances as well. Alex Iafalo had like a spinorama, Victor Arvidsson some chances. But all in all, a good effort from the Kings. Uh, it felt like the Kings deserved a better fate in the end, but the scoreboard is all that matters the Avs, again, capitalized on their chances. The Kings did not, and they get the 4-3 win. I talked recently about the Kings needing to have some of their top players finish their opportunities more, and it was good to see Adrian Kempe have a good game. Uh, his first goal was a gorgeous goal uh, where he showed his elite hands on a wrist shot from kind of a bad angle, 
and he went far post on it. That was an elite move, an elite shot for sure. Um, so it was good to see Adrian Kempe get a pair of goals, see our leading goal scorer have a good game because we're going to need Adrian Kempe to perform in the playoffs if we're going to have any success at all. And again, good to see Kempe kind of get back on track after a little bit of a mini slump, I guess, for him and kind of for the top line. Now, LA continues to be stuck on 100 points uh, after a franchise record 12-game point streak. They have since lost five of seven and three in a row, obviously looking to get back on track as they play tonight at home against the Vancouver Canucks in what is suddenly an important game for the Kings as far as their playoff seating. More on that coming up. Uh, We also have to talk, of course, about the LA Kings goaltending situation. Phoenix Copley got the start in that game on Saturday against the Avalanche. He'll have four goals on 23 shots. He falls to 24-6-3 on the season. Uh, And, of course, we're going to always talk about after a Kings game what the goaltending situation looks like, what my opinion is now that we're only two games left in the regular season, who's going to be the number one goalie in net to start the playoffs. We will talk about all that and more in just a moment. But first want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day. It's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make things easier. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And I actually saw that uh, Jared Stoll, former LA King, uh, King's uh, broadcaster now, uh, apparently is a user and consumer of Athletic Greens. They had a recent feature it was like king for a day, and it kind of followed his life. And I noticed that he had his his bottle of athletic greens, the green substance, uh, there in his on his desk as he was preparing for his day. So uh, Jer- Jared Stola uses athletic greens. That's a pretty good endorsement of their product. All right, let's get into the Kings' goaltending situation, which to me is completely up in the air with two games left. And I'm not suggesting that the Kings' coaching staff hasn't made up their minds or at least haven't, you know, don't have a lean one way or another as far as who the number one goalie will be to start the playoffs. But I got to be honest with you, I I don't have a clue at this point. And uh, I work in sports talk radio. I am aware that you need to have uh, strong opinions and hot takes uh, to, you know, get debate amongst uh, your audience. But I'm being honest with you. I think it's a dead heat between the two. I I was kind of ready to declare my uh, endorsement, if that means anything, for Phoenix Copley, if he would have had a really strong game against the Avalanche, and we're going to get more into the critique of how he played against Colorado in a moment, but I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how it stands right now between those two guys, and and I'm not really overly concerned about it, to be honest with you. Um, we'll get more into that in a second, but let's let's look back this past Saturday at how it went for Phoenix Copley against the Avalanche again. He allowed four goals. Uh, the first goal, if you didn't see it, total fluke goal. Uh, shot, I believe it deflected off of the the glass behind the net, high up off the glass, came ricocheting right back towards the net, hit off the top of the net, bounced off Copley's back, and then went into the net. It's an absolute fluke. You couldn't do that if you tried for the most part. The second goal, defenseman Sean Walker for the Kings was skating back on defense. He lost an edge. He fell down, and it left Copley one-on-one with the shooter. 
Obviously, that's not a soft goal in any way. Hard to fault him a lot on that one. Would have been nice for him to come up with the save, but again, it's tough to leave your goalie in that kind of a situation. The third goal came directly off a face-off win and a shot. It was a bang-bang play. I think the quickness of the shot um, on the one-timer off the face-off probably caught Copley maybe a little bit off guard. Um, I don't think that he uh, was screened on it. There was no deflection. It was from some distance, but it was a quick bang-bang shot. Uh, stoppable, I would say, on that one. Um, but also hard to say that's a soft goal, but I think stoppable is fair. Uh, the fourth goal, Philip Deneau lost a puck battle at the side of the net, and then Jordan Spence failed to tie up his man, who scored on a short pass from one side of the net to the other. Uh, no support there from the defense, uh, and it was basically kind of a tap-in goal. So that's on the D, in my opinion. That's not on Copley. So I thought four of the goals allowed, I thought one of them would be on the goaltender. I thought the other three is more on just bad luck and and defense. Um, so that again is Phoenix Copley doing what he's done all year. Uh, I think he played well enough to give the Kings a chance to win. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Now, was he spectacular? No. Did he make, was there any moments where he absolutely robbed one of the avalanche players of a goal? No, but again, Phoenix Copley, if he sees it, he's going to stop it. He's pretty good on his rebound control. Um, so I thought a good enough game from Phoenix Copley, but didn't get the support of his teammates, in my opinion. So he gets saddled with the loss. So what does that, where does that leave us now? Again, two games left in the regular season. Who's the goalie going to be? I really don't know. And I'm not going to say I don't care because I don't think that's right, but I'm comfortable with either player. Uh, let's look at the numbers uh, as far as both players at this point. Phoenix Copley, since Jonas Corposalo was acquired at the deadline and since they basically alternated starts, Copley now, after the loss to Colorado, has a record of 6-2-1. and one. Uh, After that Colorado game, his goals against average did go up from 1.96 to 2.18, and his save percentage did drop from 9.24 to 9.15. For Jonas Corposalo, who is going to start tonight in net against the Avalanche, so they keep that rotation kind of going, uh, his record since joining the Kings is 5-3-1. and one. Uh, since joining the Kings, his goals against average is 227 and his save percentage is 920. So again, Copley is leading in goals against average 218 to 227. Corposalo is leading in save percentage 920 to 915. So again, it's kind of, I mean, it's neck and neck, right? Um, now, there's certainly reasons why you might lean towards one over the other. We've talked about it before. Copley for what he's done all season long for the Kings. Corpusala because he has the playoff experience. Copley doesn't. So it's, like I said, it's. I think it's really, really 1A, 1B at this point. I, I, I think the Kings are definitely going to make a decision on who, well, obviously they're going to make a decision on who starts game one. I don't think we're going to see the alternating in net during the playoffs. That's just, it's very rare. Uh, it's It would be very abnormal. And I just don't think that that's going to happen. And I wouldn't agree with that. But I do think it is extremely likely, depending on how long the Kings play and obviously how they do, that we could easily see both goalies in the playoffs. I could certainly see a situation where, let's say Jonas Corpusalo starts the first two games of the playoffs. Maybe the Kings go one and one. And in that second game, and maybe lets in a couple of soft goals, I could see Copley absolutely being the starter for game three or or vice versa. So, um, and I don't think that the team would be affected in any way by that. I think the players are very comfortable with either goalie and net. 
as far as the goaltenders themselves, obviously one of them wants to be the number one. One of them wants to start the playoffs. One of them wants to be the, the reason that the Kings advance in net and play well. But I do think if the example I gave, Cop, uh, Corbisalo starts, plays two games, and then Copley comes in for the third game, do I think that those goaltenders would be okay with it? Yeah, I think they would. I think they're comfortable in how this has gone. Um, again, they both want to play every game, understandably so, but I don't think it's going to affect their confidence. I don't think it's going to affect their you know, their chemistry or, or anything. I, I think, like I said, the Kings are very comfortable playing with either goalie. As a fan, I'm comfortable seeing either guy in. I think either one of them uh, gives the Kings a decent chance to win on every night. I think ultimately what's going to determine whether the Kings advance in the playoffs is not going to be the goaltending, frankly. I think it's going to be the way the Kings play defensively, uh, if the Kings are able to capitalize on their opportunities, power play chances, and if the Kings are healthy for the playoffs. I think goaltending on the list is kind of farther down on the list for me as far as you know the concern I have. I, I think either one of these guys can do just fine. Whichever one plays, I'm pretty comfortable with, but we'll see who makes the decision. Well, we know who's going to make the decision. We'll see what the decision is as far as the start of the playoffs. But again, I, I will be surprised uh, if the Kings go a full playoff series without seeing both goalies. And certainly if they advance past the first round, I would be shocked if we didn't see at some point both goalies play. Now, I've been saying for a few weeks now that I have thought that the LA Kings would be facing the Edmonton Oilers in the first round of the playoffs. But, and at the moment, that is the matchup, but that is not set in stone at all. Um, partially because of the way the Kings have played lately, partially because of the way another team has been playing lately. I will explain all that in just a moment because we really, really don't know who the Kings are going to face in the first round, and it's likely not going to be determined until later in the week like on the eve of the end of the regular season. Uh, we're going to get you up to date on all that in just a second. But first, I want to remind you, today's episode also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? you got to try Built Bar. They are so delicious, you won't think you're eating something that's good for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these things taste like candy bars, but they're not. They are 130 calories four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. This is a protein bar, and now you don't have to wait around to get a box. You could go to Built.com and place an order, but if it's more convenient for you, go to your local Walmart or your Sam's Club. They're in the pharmacy section. In addition to new flavors, they have the old favorites too, like cookies and cream, double chocolate and coconut puffs, Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. All right, as we do every Monday, we check in on the Pacific Division standings, and for a few weeks now, we've been focusing on the Vegas Gold Knights and the Edmonton Oilers, but now the Seattle Kraken have entered the conversation. So here are the top four teams in the Pacific as we head into the final week of the regular season. Vegas Golden Knights still in first place, overall record of 49-22-9, 107 points. They've got 80 games played on the season. Now, since last Monday, the Golden Knights went 2-0-2 in their four games. They've got wins. They had wins over L.A. and Minnesota, overtime loss to Nashville, and a shootout loss to Dallas. So they did pick up points in all four of their games in the past week. The Edmonton Oilers continue to be one of the hottest teams in the NHL, this side of the Boston Bruins. Oilers are 48-23-9 for 105 points. They've played 80 games. They continue to be playing again. Like one of the best teams, certainly the best team in the West right now, 3-0 since last Monday. Now, their schedule wasn't too difficult. They did beat the Kings, but then had wins over the Ducks and Sharks. 
but they are riding a seven-game winning streak right now, and they are 16-2-1 since the start of March. So they are on fire right now. Kings slide down to third place, as you well know, 45-25-10, and 10, the record, 100 points. They've played 80 games. Kings are 0-3 since last Monday. They lost on Monday to Edmonton. Lost to Vegas, lost to Colorado. Obviously, some very tough opponents there. But again, the Kings have slid down into third place. So not going to have home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Fourth place is Seattle. We haven't mentioned them in a couple of weeks because they kind of slid out of the picture there as far as finishing first, second, or third. Well, they're back in the picture. Uh, 45, 26, and 8 for 98 points. They played 79 games. They went 4-0 and over the past week. Wins over Arizona, Vancouver. Arizona again, and Chicago, obviously not a lot of tough competition there, but they're beating the teams that they need to beat to get back into it. And they put themselves in a position to catch the LA Kings and possibly push the Kings into a wild card position. So again, Vegas, 107 points, two games left. They play Tuesday against Seattle, Thursday at Seattle. Edmonton, two points behind Vegas for first place, two games left, Thursday at Colorado, Thursday at home against San Jose. Again, Tuesday at Colorado, Thursday against San Jose. The Kings, 100 points, two games left. Tonight against Vancouver, Thursday at Anaheim. And then Seattle, 98 points, just two points behind the Kings and a game in hand on LA. They've got three games left through the Seattle Kraken. They play tonight against Arizona, Tuesday at Vegas, and then Thursday at home against Vegas. So, you know, relatively Easy game tonight, uh, but then two tough games against Vegas. So it's not going to be easy. But uh, first place and second place between Vegas and Edmonton, very much up for grabs. Third place and fourth place between LA and Seattle, very much up for grabs. If the playoffs started today, it would be the Kings against the Oilers, Vegas against Winnipeg, Seattle against Colorado, Dallas against Minnesota. It is still very possible Edmonton could overtake Vegas for the division lead. And if so, the Kings would face Vegas in the first round if the Kings hold their current position. It is possible Seattle could catch LA and knock us into the number one wildcard spot. If that were the case, as it stands right now, the Kings would play the Avalanche in the first round, who they just played this past Saturday. However, Colorado only has a two-point lead on Dallas. It's possible Dallas could win the Central, and if that was the case and the Kings slid down to the wildcard spot, they'd face the Stars in the first round of the playoffs. Needless to say, We are not going to know who the Kings' first-round opponent is in the playoffs until the final day of the regular season, which is Friday. Now, Colorado plays on that Friday. All the other teams that we mentioned are going to wrap up their regular season schedules on Thursday. So we should know by Thursday who the Kings are going to face in the first round, and we'll certainly update this on a day-by-day basis. Tonight, the Avalanche face the Oilers in a big game. The Kraken take on the Golden Knights in a big game. So things will change likely by tomorrow as well. So very interesting to see where the Kings are going to finish. Obviously, it, it would be best for them to just take care of business and win their last two games and likely get a hold of that third spot. But again, it's totally up in the air right now. It's going to be an interesting race down the stretch. And like I said, every day this week, we will certainly update it because it's going to change probably on a day-by-day basis. So very interesting down the stretch to see who the Kings are going to play and how this all plays out. Uh, We do have a quick rain report. Uh, The Kings AHL affiliate in Ontario did qualify for the Calder Cup playoffs with a 4-3 overtime loss this past Friday. Uh, It's been an up-and-down season for the rain, 
but they have qualified for the postseason and we'll certainly keep an eye on how they do and what players stand out during the playoffs. At some point when the rain season is over and likely when the King season is over, but we'll see, we're going to do a deep dive on how the rain did this past season, how the players in Ontario performed throughout the season. Obviously check in with Cal Peterson. We'll probably get an update with uh, one of the broadcasters or the people in the rain organization who covers the team on a daily basis to get more in depth on exactly how the team did, how the players performed and what some of the players are that could be in the plans in the future for the Kings, how they did so on and so forth. So we will get, get more into the rain at some point. Um, but we are going to keep an eye on things. We'll, we'll just keep you updated on things, how they go in the playoffs. But right now the rain are the fifth seed in the Pacific division, or there are, I should say they sit in fifth place in the Pacific division. Um, don't know who they're going to match up with in the first round of the playoffs. Their overall record is 34, 29 and five. So again, we will keep an eye on the Ontario rain. They will be playing in the postseason for a second straight season. Looking ahead to what's going on for this show this week, uh, tomorrow we'll obviously recap the game against the Canucks, find out uh, where they sit in the standings as a result of those other games as well. Uh, on Wednesday show, we'll have a yet-to-be-determined special guest or maybe even guests. Uh, Thursday will be our weekly LA Kings feedback show, your comments and questions on everything LA Kings coming up on Thursday. And then Friday, we'll recap the regular season finale against the Ducks and likely be able to tell you who the Kings are going to play in the playoffs, break that down and give you a playoff preview as well. If you want to be a part of the fan feedback show on Thursday, you can always send me an email, lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Obviously, you can leave your comments on the YouTube episode as well. I read all of those, really appreciate the comments and uh, pick out a few of the ones that are a little bit more interesting to read on the show on Thursday. Um, you can also follow us uh, on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings, Instagram at Locked on LA Kings as well. Wanted to give a quick shout out to my old college roommate, Gary Petrosian. He and his son Parker came down from Fresno for the Kings Avalanche game on Saturday for a visit. Got to have dinner with him, got to hang out with him a little bit. Gary's a big reason why I became an LA Kings fan. He got me turned on to hockey when I was in college and we were roommates, uh, not just as a fan. Um, but as a player as well, uh, he got me out on the uh, tennis courts playing roller hockey with him and his friends. And that translated to me playing ice hockey, which I've done for the past 20 years. So uh, it was great to see an old friend uh, and a guy who, again, had a big impact on me becoming a Kings fan. So, Gary, uh, I know that you and your son listen to the show. Appreciate all the support. It was great seeing you again and uh, great to have your your friendship over all these years. Thank you. Uh, the LA Kings fans who are watching and listening to this. Thank you for making Lockdown LA Kings your first listen every day. I want to invite you to make your second listen game to game NHL every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysts that only Locked On can deliver. That is game to game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.